I'm Kelly Cervantes, and this is Seizing Life, a weekly podcast produced by CURE, Citizens United for Research in Epilepsy. Our guest today, Meg Boosing, is a TEDx speaker and the founder of the Midwest You Can Foundation. She started the foundation in 2011 with her husband after she had brain surgery to stop her out of control seizures. The mission of Midwest You Can is to empower children with epilepsy by focusing on all the amazing things that they can achieve. Today, Meg shares with us how her summer camp helps children with epilepsy build self-confidence, develop meaningful relationships, and discover a world of dreams they can achieve. Thank you, Meg, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So before we start talking about your incredible summer camp for children with epilepsy, I want to talk about you and your journey. What Give us sort of a, um, a brief overview of how you got here. It all started March 6, 1998, and I was a freshman in high school on a car ride home with some girlfriends, um, and the car spun around and hit a tree. That's kind of the start of all of this. So I had a traumatic brain injury. Um, my head went through the window um, and hit the tree. Oh um, so I was um, unconscious and ended up in the emergency room um, and for the next six days was in a coma um, on a ventilator. Um, so they weren't really sure how I was gonna come out of that. Um, but I did finally wake up um, and was told that I had a traumatic brain injury. Um, so I went on to the local rehab hospital um, and it was there where I saw what the effects of a traumatic brain injury actually were. And what were those effects for you? So the physical therapy part of rehab went great, you know, because it was my brain so I could still walk and ride the bike, but it was in speech therapy where I was trying to think of words and having trouble. They would point to a pen and I couldn't remember what the word was. They asked me to put a 10-piece puzzle together, one that my six-year or my five-year-old could do. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to put it together. So it was at that point where I realized, okay, this is what a traumatic brain injury is. And then how long was it from the car accident until you had your first seizure? I was able to finish high school and got into college. Um, and so it was about five years after the TBI that seizures started. Which is just insane to think about that like you, you go through all of this therapy, yeah, you like, have some resi- I mean, you know, you've mentioned, you know, um, in other videos that I've seen, you know, you still worked with some short-term memory loss and right. things like that, but that relatively out of the blue, you're going on and you're living your life five years later and you're battling post-traumatic epilepsy. Right. I made it into nursing school, which was always a huge goal of mine because my mom's a nurse, grandma's a nurse, a lot of aunts are nurses. So that was just always my dream. So I made it into nursing school, um, and during my second semester there, um, I was giving a presentation in front of class, um, and I noticed my heart started racing really fast, um, and I thought, well, maybe this is nerves, but I don't get super nervous. Um, but then I was having trouble breathing or taking deep breaths and um, kind of started to stare off into space, um, unable to look away from the left side of the room. And I could feel my lips smacking, kind of 
-hmm. and my hand was starting to raise in the air. And so I tried to gather myself. It seemed like forever, but really it was probably only five seconds long. Tried to gather myself um, and was able to finish my presentation. Oh my word. Yeah. But it was after that, and thank goodness it was in nursing school, that my instructor came up to me and said, you know what, Meg, I don't know if that was anxiety. You might want to get this checked out because yeah. I could foresee this maybe being a seizure. How fortunate that you were in yeah, nursing in school nursing and there was school, something really. you could recognize that yes. and not just write it off. So you were able to um, address it rather quickly. Yeah, I was able to get into a neurologist and um, had no idea what a seizure was, what epilepsy was. I had never heard of it. Um, and that's where he told me, Meg, you've had two or more seizures, and so therefore you have epilepsy. And so that was kind of a shock, you know, hearing that, wow, just this short five to 10 second thing that happened to me, and it had happened about three more times before I went into the doctor. Um, so it was, a, it was a shock that I could actually have epilepsy and be automatically put on a medication. And so sometimes with epilepsy diagnosis, it's like, your life has changed in a second. Mm -hmm. You know, where you always thought you were gonna go, it's kind of turned right back around. And how did the seizures impact your life? In a lot of ways. Um, I was, you know, it started um, affecting me in nursing school. I was having seizures. And so um, after a seizure in the post-ictal state where just got so tired and just wanted to lay down and go to sleep. Well, therefore, I was falling behind in nursing school. So I had to slow down my program. The seizures persisted, so I was uh, put on three additional seizure medications. All so, of their own side effects. Yeah, sure. you know, and each one has their own side effect. And then when you're on four of them at the maximum dose, about 20 pills a day, oh and the gosh. seizures weren't stopping. They just kept coming. Mm -hmm. So I did make it through nursing school, luckily with the help of amazing teachers, um, became a registered nurse um, and started my first nursing job and continued to have seizures. But you have now been seizure-free for how many years? About eight years. Congratulations. Thank you. Very exciting. And it was due to brain surgery. To brain surgery. The doctor told me, Meg, we don't have a lot, of, lot more medications for you to try. And we think you're a very good surgical candidate. We'll just remove the part of your brain with the scar tissue from your 1998 traumatic brain injury in hopes that your seizures will stop. Sounds very similar to, um, we. I interviewed a gentleman, Howard Zwern, on a yes. previous episode about mm -hmm. brain surgery. And you know, it just, it's so amazing for um, the people that it works for. It yeah. really works for, for those that are candidates. Right. So yeah. you come out on this other side, and, and I clearly understand being inspired by your journey and, and the, the desire to want to help others. But why a summer camp? Well, I had volunteered at a camp for kids with cancer in California before nursing school started, and I saw what a true value it had, bringing a group of kids together who really understood each other's illness. So how you have this idea. You're like, you know what? I want to make a camp for kids with epilepsy. And then you do. But there was a lot of work that had to happen in the middle. Yes. What, what did that look like? How did you get from point A to point B? 
I just kind of looked for local resources and um, went ahead and found a supportive, supportive group of people who really helped me navigate the 501c3 process. So we started out under a different nonprofit who really led us and guided us on the way of building ourselves up so that we were able to branch off. Um, and so they were just amazing in helping us take in donations and, you know, just getting the small stuff yeah. where as a nurse, <laughs> you know, we don't know what goes on uh, behind the scenes of businesses and nonprofits. So it's been a huge learning experience for me. So then as we did continue about the fourth year of camp, we branched off and started our own 501c3. So what is the age range of those who are attending the camp? Uh, seven to 17. Are most of the, uh, the children uh, who attend, are they mainstreamed in their schools or are you working with some kids who also have um, learning disabilities or developmental disabilities as well? Both. Yeah, mo but most of them go in the mainstream mm -hmm. schools but have um, assistance in their school, sure. you know. Um, but yeah, most of them are criteria just to be able to feed themselves and be able to, you know, give shower and take a yeah. bath by themselves. So be able to meet activities of yeah. daily living. Yeah. So what does a day at camp look like for the UCAN campers? They um, wake up and um, go to breakfast with their fellow campers and then they just spend the day with amazing volunteer camp counselors that take them to all of their activities. So some of them will start out at fishing and boating and the ropes course and the zip line and archery. Um, and we have arts and crafts at camp. And we also have a, a teen discussion group where they can talk about what it's like to have epilepsy too. Because with epilepsy, you know, it takes a physical toll on people, but it also takes an emotional toll, and especially on, on kids too. Which is something that you say on your website, you talk about sort of the mental well-being of these kids and how um, being in camp can really help them. What are some of the things that you've seen and that you've heard while being around the kids while at camp? You know, walking by a cabin or standing in a lunch line, you'll hear things like, uh, this is the only place where I can talk about my seizures without feeling embarrassed too. And so that's really what I'd like kids to get out of camp is to feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, I've walked by and also heard them say, you know, my brother and sister get to go to summer camp. I'm never able to go. Now I have camp you can, and now I can, can yeah, go to camp, you know? Absolutely. So it's just a great opportunity for the kids and for the parents to know that they're leaving their child in a safe place. And so, which leads me perfectly into my next question, which is how do you keep them safe? I mean, they are still doing all of the activities that a normal camper would, but that can be dangerous for some of these kids. So what precautions do you take? How do you make sure that these kids can enjoy camp, but that you're sending them back to their parents yeah, whole and the healthy and yeah. happy. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, I always say that safety is our number one priority, closely followed by fun. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that is the top priority. So we have, we actually are lucky enough to have an epileptologist. Um, he flies in just for camp. Oh my gosh. He stays in the cabins um, and with the kids and is able to um, be in the same room. We can always contact him. We also um, have um, four registered nurses that come. And so they're the ones who can um, give out, dispense the medications mm -hmm. to the kids. Um, we go through a thorough medical history um, with them as they register for camp. So we kind of have an idea before they even get there right. of what they're going to be like, the care that they're going to need um, while they're at camp. And so gathering all that information and then having those resources there, the nurses and the doctor, are really how we keep it safe at camp so that kids can get out there and enjoy those activities. And we're sensitive to, you know, some seizures can be started by heat. We have kids mm -hmm. with heat sensitivity, with light sensitivity. So we're really careful to plan our activities around those kids too, and what, you know, the needs that they have. It's just, it's such an incredible opportunity to be able to give them, to allow them to feel normal. Yeah, and it's just awesome to see a kid come to camp and say, mom, I see that zip line, but I want you to know, mom, I'm not going on that. Like, I'm not going to go on that, mom. But then the second day of camp, they're up there zooming across the zip line. Oh my goodness. And that's what we love to get out of yeah. camp and what we love to see campers doing. And we take pictures for mom and dad and they can't believe it when they come and pick up their child. You know, I they're like, so no much. way, that's not my kid going across the zip line. And Yes, it is, because they actually, you know, are encouraged by all the other campers and camp counselors, and it's just an awesome opportunity, and I created it because I thought, man, I wish I would have had something like that when I was a teen. Right. Um, and so that's kind of where the idea came from as well, just to have that experience. Well, and how rewarding for you now, because, you know, the traumatic brain injury and the seizures did take some of your abilities away yeah. in terms of um, being able to keep a nursing job. Mm -hmm. And so you still get to use that nursing degree that you worked so hard for. Yeah. And I just, you know, talk about, you know, what this camp means to you. It just means so much that I can still use my nursing knowledge um, and my ability to help others, which was always my goal as a nurse and to make a difference but it's just doing it in a different way. It's not in the clinical setting, in the hospital setting, but I'm still able to make a difference and use my nursing knowledge to make you know um, safety our number one priority at camp. So just all around, it's been a great opportunity to still use my skills, but in a different way, which a lot of people with a disability mm -hmm. have to do. With brain injury, with seizures, you know, they kind of just have to take the road less traveled right. um, and find that there's still things that they also can do. And that's kind of where the name Camp You Can came from. I love it. And you are now sort of um, exploring adult activities yes. and family activities, yes. so sort of branching off into this new direction. Um, what do those look like? Yeah, well, we do a monthly young adults with epilepsy group, YAE is what we call it. Um, and so it's for um, 
kids or young adults, um, 18 and over, just meet once a month because they too have trouble relating to friends in sure. different ways, you know, but a time for them to get together, hang out and um, see what they can do together. Um, and then we also have our family camp that we're starting this year. So this is an awesome opportunity for families to come together, for parents to have a discussion, for siblings to have a discussion, and then for the kids with epilepsy to also have a discussion with each other, all while going on the ropes course, going on the zip line, doing archery. So I just foresee it as a chance for families to come together and relate. Just immediately the first thing that comes to my mind is the siblings of mm -hmm. kids with epilepsy, because so often, it's the child with epilepsy, the, world, the family world sort of revolves right. around that child. Mm -hmm. And so to give these siblings the opportunity to come together and meet other siblings who, you know, who are a part of this epilepsy world and to be able to connect with them and um, realize that their family isn't the only one exactly. that stops the second that you know, their brother or sister has a seizure. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we like to get out of it for a place for the siblings to relate to because, you know, some of them have said, you know, I feel like I've had to grow up faster than some of my friends because I'm helping. Son. That's what I was. Yeah. Yeah. That they have are sort of a caretaker as well as mom and dad. And so I think it is a great opportunity for them to kind of hear from other brothers and sisters that. It's like that for them too. Yeah. Well, and the parents, for the parents to come together and, yes. and meet other families as well. And, you know, in this incredibly fun environment, I just think that's great. Um, where is the camp? We have um, the epilepsy camp is at the Eastern Nebraska 4-H Center. And um, where can people learn more? We have all the camp information on our website, um, www.midwestucan.org. So it has all the camp information and activities that we have planned. We do an epilepsy walk run. Um, so it's just a neat opportunity for families. And how do you pay for the camp? Is this uh, entirely on the families or is some of it subsidized with donations? Yes, yeah, subsidized with uh, donations, generous donations from the community. Because, you know, what I tell parents and potential donors is that epilepsy is an, also an expensive disorder to have, you know, and so we like to keep things as cheap as possible for families. We don't want, you know, money to be an issue for them coming to camp. So we also offer full scholarships oh, wow. um, for campers, partial scholarships and pick up the tab on the, on the step, the expenses that we don't charge for them. So it's $150 for a kid to come to camp. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For a whole week. For uh, three nights, four days. That's Unbelievable. And the generous um, Epilepsy Foundation mm -hmm. helps provide scholarships as well. So they've been amazing to work with to get these kids at camp because they see the true value. Yeah. You know, camp is such an ex a special experience for children. Yes. So, um, you know, the memories that I have from camp and you just don't think about these groups of children who because of their seizures aren't able to enjoy just this very basic part of childhood yeah. that so many of us took for granted right. growing up. Yeah, I just, you know, one thing that I love is they make these friendships at camp. And, you know, again, it's only three nights, four days. They go on to be 
friends for a lifetime. They go on to be friends that come back to camp as camp counselors, um, that kind of go through this journey of camp together. Um, and so that's what I love to see about camp too, is the friendships that they make. Yeah, it's more than just those those three nights. Right, it is, for them. It's, it's a lifetime of friendship and understanding. And, yes. Uh, the, um, so how do you want to see the organization grow even more? Where, where would you love for Camp You Can to be five or ten years from now? Oh, I would love to just see us touch so many more lives and really getting that family camp going, a SIBS camp going, um, I think are real great ways to just continue to touch the community, um, to find out that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And we do have campers from Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, and Missouri. So the word is getting out and we're continuing to grow in our number of campers. Meg, thank you so much for coming today and chatting with us about Camp You Can and all of the amazing things that you're doing, having taken your experience and turned it into something that can help you know, children across the Midwest is, um, is really remarkable. So thank you thank so you much. Thank you for having me, <laughs> yes. Thank you again, Meg, for sharing how we can provide life-affirming experiences to children with epilepsy. It is so important that we focus on the amazing gifts and abilities children with epilepsy have, instead of them feeling isolated because of this horrible condition. To learn more about how to separate stigma from truth, watch our webinar on epilepsy stigma at cureepilepsy.org forward slash epilepsy stigma. And please visit at Seizing Life Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Seizing Life Pod on Twitter. Finally, you can sign up for information about upcoming podcasts or listen to past episodes by visiting seizinglife.org. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CURE. The information contained herein is provided for general information only and does not offer medical advice or recommendations. Individuals should not rely on this information as a substitute for consultations with qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with individual medical conditions and needs. CURE strongly recommends that care and treatment decisions related to epilepsy and any other medical condition be made in consultation with a patient's physician or other qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with the individual's specific health situation.